Can I get you something? Some more folk butter laying into the bone, jacking me up. Tight me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. He said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right, would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? Just hang loose, blood. She's gonna catch up on the rebound on the med side. What it is, big mama? My mama didn't raise no dummies. I duck her rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. Oh, say, cut it, Jack. Say, 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 Chomp don't want to help, chomp don't get the help. Say can't hang, say seven up. Jive ass dude don't got no brains in here. Dave Tuscow, how's everybody doing today? Ooh, she's a little runaway. Yeah, open it up a little Bon Jovi, got all the way back to the first one. What year was that, 82? 82? Fahrenheit, what is it, 451? This one comes out in 84. And then... Slippery one went in 86. Makes Bon Jovi a living legend. Bon Jovi, the only band in the hair band generation to make it. You know what I'm saying? To like keep, to keep, like keep making albums and keep producing and just like they never went away. They never retired. They were like the only like legit hair band band. Even though there's only two members left. And there's a reason for playing it today. Because that's my boy on keyboards, Dave Bryan. Yeah. Dave Bryan, who I uh, went to high school with. And the reason I uh, bring it up today, started the podcast today, is because there's a couple of things I had forgotten to say. Like, you know, I just, you know, I'm just talking all the time, doing stuff. And um, from last week that I forgot when I was listening to the, listening back to the, uh, podcast or um, uh, my friend Joe telling me, how could you forget about to tell the other uh, thing? I, I'd forgotten to tell you these couple of things because there was so much to talk about last week, which would be the opposite of this week in which I, well, I got nothing. I mean, well, of course we can, I believe me, with nothing, I can still put together an hour and a half because <laughs> I'm coffeeed up and I like the sound of my own voice. So obviously there's plenty to talk about, but seriously, folks, <laughs> yeah, well, folks, uh, yeah, I mean, I really got nothing. I mean, and do nothing. 
I mean, I did stuff that's interesting to you guys who like the podcast uh, because it has to deal with my mother and my sister and uh, and my nieces and nephews who, you know, I hate. So, of course, that is funny for us. But if somebody was listening for the first time, they'd be like, this guy's got nothing. What does he do? He does nothing. He does nothing all week long. Who the fuck is this guy? Who's this guy? I don't know. Where are you, you going to go? What are you going to do? Huh? What are you going to do? Anyway, uh, <laughs> the reason I um, playing the Bon Jovi up front was to remind me that I had to tell you was this this is really funny. And I, I, I because I'm using my uh, clock as a stopwatch um, to time the show, uh, I could read you the uh, the exact phrasing of the text, but I, when I was in Atlantic City uh, opening for Sarah Silverman, yes, she's my friend. <laughs> Let's just name drop a little more. Um, last Saturday, I, last Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, a week ago from, I'm taping this on Sunday, a week ago from, well, Saturday. What was the matter with me? Um, I, Texted my friend Dave Bryan, who is the keyboardist for Bon Jovi and the last remaining Bon Jovi member besides John Bovey, because Richie's left and nobody knows what happened to Tico Torres or Alec Von, Von Such, but they, they've been gone for a long time. As a matter of fact, many years ago, and I think I might have told you this, I sat on the plane next to the new bass player and I can't remember his name, but they just, he's the new bass player and he's on stage with them and it's like the three of them, but they don't mention his name because it's basically just Dave and John now. And they're in this really smart relationship where I don't even know whether they get along anymore, but they show up and they hang out together uh, because they know that's where their bread and butter is. And as I've told you before, they tell me, uh, Dave has told me many times, this is a touring year. This is an album year. And that's what they do for the rest of their lives is they, this is a touring year and next year's an album year. And they come up with new stuff, whether you like it or not. And um, they play it and they do it and they still sell out everywhere they're bon jovi they're legends they are again whether you like it or not they are and um living on a prayer solidified that in 1986 and really truly the greatest hair band if you're going to call it a glam rock hair band band the greatest one that anybody created it's still good it still holds up it's fascinating it's uh you know it's still the shit and it solidified them into greatness. Uh, and then they, you know, made other songs after that. And remember, that was their third album, which most of the bands, we have like Poison and stuff, which did okay. You know, they had three albums and out. And uh, we hear from Brett Michaels and stuff like that. But nobody cares. Nobody, you know, Poison has to tour with somebody else. Poison has to tour with Cinderella or something if they want to get things where Bon Jovi can do it on their own. The reason why I bring it up again is because I texted Dave and I said, listen, I'm open because we're friendly. And we went to high school together, and I said, I'm opening for Sarah at the Borgata if you want to come. And I know he lives down the shore. Of course, you know, it's him and John. They live in Jersey. Where else are they going to live? Well, they're going to be two-faced. They're going to live somewhere else. Come on. <laughs> they live in Jersey. So, uh, you know, I know he lives down the shore. And I said, I'm going to be at the – and I know he likes comedy. In fact, I think his daughter does comedy. Uh, I said, I'm going to be opening for Sarah. Why don't you come? You know, obviously I can get you in. And, you know, that I wasn't worried about. Um if you're around and he writes back now now i know he w wasn't doing it a purpose i mean maybe he was i mean it's kind of funny but the way it just comes off there's there's no way to it's not anybody's fault it's it's a fact he's like <laughs> you know what let me get the text because i want to read it the right way and 
if if I miss any of it, it'll it'll take away from the obvious genius of it. I sent it to other people because it's funny. He goes, "Hey," I said, "If you want to come," so he writes, "Hey, I'm in Europe on a Bon Jovi Stadium tour, 21 shows, 18 countries, 1.5 million people. Not back till mid-August. Have fun. We will get together." And then I wrote, "Well, that, that, that's a little different from what we're doing then." And I was like, I, I thought people were impressed performing for 2,000 people. <laughs> like, I mean, if this doesn't put you in your place on what I think is cool, performing for 1,500 or 2,000 people, well, he definitely put me in my place. 1.5 million people, 18 countries, 21 shows. Well, you know what? I should shut up because, goddamn, if that isn't just really sticking it to me. But, I mean, it's funny. I mean, he's telling me what's going on. It's nobody's fault. It's just a fact. I mean, he's not being a dick. He's like, uh, here's what we're doing. And I'm like, well, that, that's, that's, that's good, too. You know, what, what you're doing. What, what do you say, 1.5 million people? So what, that's, that's, let's see, if I'm performing for, uh, if he's adding up. All right, so if it's, let's just say it's 1,500. So I performed for 4,500 people. Well, if you count the first show, that's I performed for 6,000 people. Uh, in four shows, one country, uh, three states. So that's that's something. So six thousand by one point five million. I don't add very well, but I'd say he has, I guess, a million over us, and then some people. Yeah, yeah. That's that's better, right? Yeah. That's good. Boy, God damn it. Are you kidding me? This guy? I mean, that's... Well, that, that'll that shut you up real fast. Uh, again, I uh, use the ridiculous metaphor that nobody knows from the Christopher Guest movie... The Big Picture with Kevin Bacon, uh, Michael McKeon... Uh, Martin Short, Jennifer Jason Lee, whole bunch of people. The Big Picture, Christopher Guest's first movie, before Waiting for Government, he directed this movie called The Big Picture, which he's not even in. And so Kevin Bacon graduates from college as a big, kind of like me in a way, he graduates from college, he's the shit, he won a contest, and all of a sudden Hollywood comes calling. And... uh he becomes like too big for his britches, you know, and he kind of, you know, he's got his friend, his, his best friend from college, Michael McKeon, and, you know, he's always his like memo, you know, his film guy, but then he gets, you know, involved with other people and, you know, they're, you know, Michael McKeon's like, so when do we start filming? When do we start filming the movie? He goes, I fought for you, man. I fought for you, but uh, the studio wants to use Andre Deboucher or whatever the guy's name is, you know, some made up like a Spielberg guy. Basically, they want to use Spielberg. And Michael McKean goes, well, he's good. Because, yeah, what do you say? Yeah, we're performing in front of uh, 1.8 million people. 1.5 million? No, it was 1.8. No, it was 18 shows, 1.5 million people. Well, that well that would be more than, than, than what we were playing. I didn't tell Sarah, you know, when I burst or bubble that we actually suck and uh, we're not as successful as we think we are. So, <laughs> oh, that is funny stuff though, right? 
Uh, so I forgot to tell you that, and that's hilarious. I mean, that is hilarious. That's so funny. Uh, also, it's really funny. Um, so, you know, as you know, Sarah's obsessed with, um, you know, duty and, and, and that, you know, bodily functions. But it's like gotten out of control. So at the South Street Seaport, we were looking out the window and everybody's playing with these lights um, that they have on the ground. Like you can touch them and they go on or something. It's really kind of cool if you look from the top. And of course, Sarah goes, oh, my God, those are probably all filled with fecal matter, you know, because people are touching them. This is what goes through her mind. You know, I never think about it. I mean, I think about it all the time, but I. I don't think about it on a daily basis, which allows me to have a normal life. Because if you think about that on a daily basis, you're going to kill yourself, you know. Um, so I'm having a lot of trouble with my uh, with my sinuses, I guess, because I keep turning the air conditioning on and off. I guess a lot of people have that trouble. Obviously, I have to turn it off. You know, it's been on the whole time. It's blowing in my face when I'm doing it. When I want to get it ready. I want to get cool down the place before I can only turn on the fan. So I think that causes my nose to be, um, well, dewy. Anyway, uh, so then when we stopped at that Starbucks in Jersey somewhere on the way to Pennsylvania, I said, um, you know, they had one of those air, those uh, Excel, you know, those big blowers that blow all over. And um, I said, oh, that blower was like really a good, powerful one. She goes, oh, I, I didn't I didn't wash my I didn't dry my hands. And I'm like, why? And she's like, yeah, it blows fecal matter all over the place. And I'm like, what is your obsession with fecal matter? And then the security guard, Arnie, he goes, no, that's true. And I'm like, what are you talking about? How does that blower blow fecal matter all over the place? I need to know this. <clears throat> and 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 uh, then they had a theory of, you know, I don't know. The whole bathroom is covered in fecal matter. Well, no shit. <laughs> see, see what I did there? But seriously, I mean, of course it is. But <clears throat> I didn't know you're, oh, my God, I'm such a mess. Let me take a sip of coffee. I didn't know the 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 machines are blowing it around. I mean, we're in there anyway. <clears throat> God, what's the matter with me? I got too excited. We're in there anyway. I mean, what are we supposed to do? So if it's blowing the fecal matter around, I mean, it's already on me anyway. I mean, what a disaster. You tell me the, that ex, that accelerator hair, hand dryer is bad for I mean this, this everything you touch is bad for this girl. I I don't understand. I never would have thought about that. Now I can't stop thinking about it. My hands aren't clean cuz I got fecal matter all over. Well, you probably got fecal matter everywhere you go, I guess, if that's the way you're going to think about it. I we all try to survive by not thinking of it. I'm pretty sure the reason we live longer as humans now than we did in the 18th century is because we've cut down on fecal matter <laughs> i mean there's probably something to that everybody's walking around nobody was wiping themselves correctly and washing their hands after so we got it down pretty good i mean you figure if you can live till 80 or 90 you're doing pretty good for yourself i don't think we can live much longer than that i don't think the human body wants us to live much longer than that i certainly won't my body is slowly deteriorating and um then the other thing I wanted to tell you is that when Joe and I were playing three-card poker last week and Joe said, how could you not talk about it? I'm like, I totally forgot. I was just, there was so much to talk about. Man, I saw the strangest thing, especially after watching a movie like Casino, uh, you know, over and over again this past month. There, we went down Sunday morning. It was very clear that this woman's only working like Sunday morning and not Saturday night. They had a, a, a dealer there. 
because Joe's always like, don't go to the dragon ladies. They'll kill you every time. And, uh, you know, he's right. I don't know why. They're just, you know, they just look at you funny like like Joe Pesci. And they're like, how the fuck can you sit there smiling when I'm losing like that? So we went to this lady and she was obviously just. Well, it's just. I mean, she must have been retarded. I mean, I I'm not sure how she has a job. So I got a straight flush when we sat down and she gave me. Uh, what did I have? Ten, ten bucks on the thing. She gave me ten dollars on a straight flush. She gave me ten dollars. She's reading the carpet where it says what the payouts are. It's forty to one, and she gave me ten dollars. And then Joe goes, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" And then thank God the pit boss came over, who was cool, kind of sexy, and she's like, "What are you doing? What, what are you doing?" And she gave me the correct payout. We couldn't believe our eyes that this lady was that. Stupid. I mean, listen, I don't know what's going on. I can't add. I rely on the dealer to know what's happening. A lot of times in three-card poker, they're like, oh, I didn't see the top. There's too much to uh, to look at, and you rely on them. And uh, this one just didn't get it. It was so strange. Joe and I were just looking at it. She's like, how is this happening? How is the pit boss okay? And then, And she was being rude. She was like, well, do I give him this? And then she kept going to Joe's money, and saying, do I give him this? And she's like, no, no, that's the other player's money. I'm telling you, this was happening. It was so weird. We're just looking at her like, what is happening? And uh, she, and then she was being like disrespectful to the pit bulls. Like, well, is this good now? It was like, not like, oh, right, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, right. It was so strange. So strange that you had to think we, you know, we got to take this lady to the zoo. It's the only answer. She's not retarded. She's shy. Well, she was shy, but that's from just being stupid. Now, listen, I wouldn't be able to figure that out at all, but that's why I'm not a dealer. I don't know where she became a dealer, but I'm telling you, she. I kept saying, I said to the pit boss later, because we moved tables, because the reason we moved tables is because we sat there. I'm like, Joe, I said to Joe, I'm like, should we sit here? And he's like, well, she is dealing the cards. You know, she was giving us good cards because Joe was winning at that point too. So then she overpaid me, and then Joe's like, let's get out of here she overpaid you and i'm like she did i didn't even notice joe noticed and i'm like okay now it's time to go she overpaid you sooner she's gonna underpay and then this is a disaster so let's move so we move tables then we're talking to the pit boss you know who was you know she she knew the whole story and uh we're like uh what's the matter with that lady listen that lady is either stupid or she's in on it either way i don't want her working in this casino i said that's the exact line from casino i just we couldn't understand why she was working there and I said, is that why she's here on a Sunday morning? She's just learning? They're like, no. What? I thought maybe she was new or something, but they said she wasn't. And I don't know. It was just really weird because the all they do, at least in the movies, is show you that if you have a dealer who's soft, they're not allowed to work there. I understand dealers in training, but she was also disrespectful. It was very strange. And then we just talked to the other dealers about her. Hey, how about that uh, girl over there who's like kind of an idiot? Oh, she's just stupid. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, the stupid one. She's either too stupid or she's in on it. You can't tell you hit three times in a row. You can't tell that it's a scam. You can't tell that that's happening. You're either too dumb or you're in on it. You told you put your feet on the bar. Ah. Uh. My friend Olga listened to the podcast. Boy, is she angry. 
Yipes. I think I told you that last week, but, uh, you know, that's what you get. You put your life out there, people are going to listen, and uh, they get angry at you, you know? Uh, the more I talk about it, the more it seems like it didn't happen, and then, I don't know, in various stories. I'll take August's side. Those waitresses are a little nutty. But um, I don't know. She's a good kid. That's the important thing. And she's probably going to make it. She's pretty. She's talented. It'll work out. Let's see how she does at Governor's. I mean, that's a big night for her. I wish I could go. I'm going away. I just made plans. I'm going to Los Angeles. Oh, man, does it suck. Remember how I told you I got so, well, yeah, so I had, <laughs> you know, I don't have a job, right? So I had $1,600 bills with me when I came back from Atlantic City. It's, it's a miracle, right? So I put, as soon as I got back to Manhattan, I put 600 of those dollars in the bank and I had $1,000 bills. And I'm like, I'll just use cash. I won't use my debit card anymore. And I think I probably spend like this all the time, but I don't realize until I was using cash. So on Monday, I went to Bed Bath & Beyond to spend two of the $100 bills. And on Tuesday, I end up spending two or three of those. Now, that, that's how I'm... <clears throat> I'm really sorry. I'm a, uh, I don't know what to, I'm telling you. It's with the air conditioning. I turn it off and on. It's going to make you fucked up. Uh, but I then spent three of those $100 bills. You know, like I'm counting it in the hundreds. Oh, no, I'm, I'm spending more. And then I realize how much I'm spending... And I'm like, I bet you I spend this all the time. I just put it on my debit card so I don't think about it. I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. And so then, so last night, because I'm so, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been procrastinating nonstop on everything. Everything I do, procrastinating. And finally, I, uh, I say, I got to make this trip to L.A. I got to make this trip because the last time I looked, even though it was a month in advance, it was really expensive. And I don't know why I was like just, I was like, no, maybe it'll go down. Now I know it's not going to go down. I'm like, I know I got to make the plans. I know I got to make the plans. I was thinking of taking Audrey with me. I, I don't know. I, was, I, I couldn't decide what to do. And then like last night, I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, I'm like I got I got to make these plans. I got to do it right now because it's just going to get worse. And as I was trying to come up with the plans, like I didn't pull the trigger. For it, and the price went up. So it's a, it's a disaster. It's costing me like a thousand bucks to go on there to go out there and I'm not even getting a hotel room. I have a place to stay and it's called the flights costing me like 700 bucks. That sucks. That flight should have cost me three, 400 bucks tops. And then a car for like 150 bucks. I'm really upset with myself that I didn't pull the trigger sooner. Meanwhile, I mean, I found out about it only, you know, it wasn't way in advance, but I mean, Oh man, that's like bad. You know, that's making my head hurt. Like, uh, that's just too much money for a flight because you know what they do. I'm taking United Airlines, right? Because, you know, my boy works there and I like flying out of Newark. So, I mean, I checked the other flights and I don't know, maybe JetBlue's cheaper, but I, I really hate going to JFK. I mean, I just hate it. So, I, you know, it's like you can get the flights, but then you the regular seats you sit in, there was none. You have to go on Comedy Plus and then it costs more. And then... It, it's like there's all these added on things, which I guess everybody knows about. I just don't fly very often. Oh, man, it's a, it's an ex, you know, you you got your price locked in. And then all of a sudden it's an extra 50, 60 bucks. 
I haven't even checked a bag yet. I don't know how much that's going to be. If I have a bag, I mean, I'll try not to check one, but I usually do. Lately, I've been trying to be one of those idiots that doesn't. Just puts it up top. I could probably handle that. But the thing is, I like to check the bag. So then you're not waiting around with your bag. You know, you just like you can move around the airport. God, you know, I really hate going out there. I was like trying to figure out. um, No, I didn't. I didn't put my airplane mode on thing. I'm sorry. I got to because uh, people are texting. And it distracts me. It takes me away from you. And from uh, and the time we spend together, that's not good. Um, but uh, see, now I'm distracted. Now what happened? Damn it! Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I was talking about the airfare and stuff. Oh yeah, going out. I can't. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like staying like four or five days, and I'm saying to myself, that's too much. Meanwhile, there's no reason to come back or anything. You know, it's like I. I mean, I could stay out there longer, but I know I'm miserable out there. So, you know, why stay? What what am I, th- you know, so let's just plan it. And I guess, you know, like normal, if there's some reason for some goddamn reason to stay, I'll just stay. It's not like I got to be home for anything. I'm not going to, you know, not going to use my vacation days. So I don't know. It's just the price. It's like, really, that sucks. You should be able to find a flight out there for three, four hundred bucks. Maybe it's because it's the last two weeks in August or something. You know, that's when everybody goes away. Those are big vacation days, so maybe that has something to do with it. Damn it. Damn it. I could have gone out there any other time. Ugh. You, you, you snooze, you lose. You snooze, you lose. Uh, anyway, so my uh, cleaning lady, my new cleaning lady came on Tuesday, and uh, she did an okay job. Left my clothing on the bed. I had to put it away myself. Can you believe that? All folded up. I had to put it away myself. Can you believe that? I had to put my own clothing away myself. It's an embarrassment. No, but it's nice because the kitchen and the bathroom are clean now. And they weren't for like a month or two. There was fecal matter everywhere. (laughs) No, but it's totally worth it. And uh, I just bought her in. And then I just left her alone because I had to go on Tuesday it was Dory's birthday, right? Now, this one, this kid is so stupid. You don't know what she's doing. I'm like, hey, do you want to do something? Now, maybe she doesn't want to hang out with her uncle. That's fine. I don't care. But I was going to go visit Rhoda, you know, check on her air conditioning thing. And it turned out that what day did we figure out the air conditioner thing? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I guess. No, it must have been Wednesday because, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so Tuesday was Dory's birthday, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out to Jersey. I'm going to go to Rhoda's. But it turns out Rhoda is all busy. Oh, I got stuff going on. I'm like, all right, I guess I won't come to visit you. I'll just go to Dory's. So I just show up at Dory's. Now, they didn't have any plans. I just, well, I'm going to show up. I'm going to get her some gifts. I just got her uh, some gag gifts because I don't I, how much Harry Potter and Peter Pan stuff can you give somebody? So I give her um, bacon soda, which is hilarious, bacon flavored soda which we never tried. I wasn't going to eat it, but I thought her dad would open it. Uh, this uh, the, an, an old Charles Chips container, you know, with potato chips in it that we used to get in Brooklyn all the time. And that was mostly a gag for my sister because we remember these containers when we were kids. Charles Chips, they used to deliver to Brooklyn. My grandma always had the cookies and the potato chips and the Charles Chips, like, um, tan container. It's hard to explain. 
But it's uh, legendary. It's like, oh, no, where'd you get that? Is that full? Is that just a prop? Um, I'm like, no, there's potato chips inside. And then I got Dory something like uh, three candy bars that with her favorite flavors, chocolate, peanut butter, and banana. So that was a good gift, I guess. You know, it was just a stupid gift. Uh, but, you know, I, I was sick of getting a Harry Potter and Peter Pan stuff. I couldn't take it anymore. It was either that or nothing. So I finally I get to Jersey. You know, it's such a pain in the ass. And uh, we decide, me, Liza, her friend Lindsay, you know, the hairdresser, and Dory, they're all at home, and we decide we're all going to go bowling. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what about bowling? And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And I'm like, it is? So I took them all bowling. We, fold, we bowled three games, not frames, right, because each frame is 10. We bowled three. We were exhausted. Um, and... You know, it was like, I, you know, even though I was in Jersey, it was like 84 bucks. So there goes another one of those hundreds. But that's all. I mean, it's no big deal. I just, I guess I thought because I was in Jersey, it would be less money. But, uh, you know, no big deal. That was, it was her birthday. And I'm, it doesn't matter. I don't care about that. It's just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to use the cash. And it's just funny. No, if I was a debit card, it probably wouldn't have bothered me so much for some reason. So ridiculous. I'm like, oh, there goes another hundred. Really trying to keep up these hundreds. It's exciting having hundreds. It's exciting having cash. I never use cash. It's very exciting. Um, so then we go back home and we decide we're gonna go to this place, Stuff Your Face, which is in New Brunswick, New Jersey, right in it's right in Rutgers. Now, Dory, as they, they all know she has PTSD. Is that what it is? Right? She has PTSD. She can't even be around the campus. She's such an idiot. I, I don't I don't know anybody. Well, actually, my sister has the exact same thing in D.C. So you know what? It totally runs in the family. My sister can't go by George Washington. She gets the same thing. So for Dory to choose this place, it was kind of a miracle. She just sees the campus going. She starts to have a panic attack. I can't believe she's still going to school. Yeah, in a much better place, Newark, New Jersey, instead of New Brunswick. Good, good call. So we go to this place, but I love this place. That's the reason I came out. Stuff your face. You know, they make all those strombolis. You make a stromboli any way you want it. Meanwhile, there was a huge lightning storm and thunder and flooding that caused a lot of New Jersey to have a power outage. A power outage. So this place couldn't take cards. or Their ATM wasn't working. Their phone lines weren't working because of the storm. Fios is so stupid, they couldn't put it together so they can only take cash. And nobody had cash but me. So I'm like, ah, crap. That's another 100 bucks, <laughs> which still is a small price to pay for like five of us just eating dinner with stuff. And it was it was 100 total. I mean, you got to love New Jersey. Uh, I, my sister was going to repay me, but it was like another 100 from the cash thing. You know, she Venmoed me the money. I told her it's okay. And then she gets angry at me because she knows I don't have any money. And then I'm living in this dream world, which I probably am, but still... Um, you know, I don't mind paying for Dory's birthday and let alone, you know, Matt and my sister, they pay for me a lot. So I really didn't care, but she wasn't having any of it. But uh, yeah, they only take cash, but the Strombolis were excellent. But I was trying not to eat so much because we had already had nacho fries from Taco Bell. They ordered some like earlier and I'm like, oh God, I'm going to be full because I knew I had to go out late because Marina Franklin was having a screening of her single black female show that just as the kids say dropped on hulu and amazon prime and itunes and stuff everything but netflix oh, and sure oh jesus i said amazon and my thing went off again 
Um, uh, and she was having it at the big fat black pussycat. Um, and I knew it started at like 10 o'clock. So I knew I was going to be out all night. So I was just worried about my food intake. Uh, you know, because usually after I eat a lot, I just want to nap. But I went there. Then we and then we had to go back. See, I would have liked to have left from there, but then we have to go back because Dory always makes a cake. So we can never have dessert at the place. We have to go back to her house, which is just really out of the way. Have the cake, but she made a special cake. And we had the cake. We opened the gifts. Whatever, it's all right. And then I left at like nine nine thirty. I left to go back to the city and party until two or three a.m. It's very difficult. I know it's super fun, but it's hard. You know, when you're in Jersey and it's nine o'clock, it feels like the night's over. And then you got to re-up your night by going into the city and starting all over. What was I going to do? I was not going to show up. I mean, she, I was going to, I was trying to preface it. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm in Jersey. And she's like, what do you mean you're not coming? So I'm like, oh, I mean, I'll be there late. Uh, turns out I was right on time and, uh, you know, it was super fun. We watched the special all together, and then we just, you know, had some drinks after, and it was fun. And I probably left around 2 3 o'clock, and then put my car in the garage. I wasn't sure what to do. I was like, should I go to my mother's tomorrow? Because I felt bad. I didn't go Tuesday. I'm like, should I just leave now? Should I leave the car on the street? I'm like, this is so stupid. This car is such a pain in the ass, even though it's great. Just the parking here, it's just, ah. Oh. I live for the day when I can actually park where I live, you know, which I can on the weekends, but... You can on the weekend weekday, so I just had to put my car back in the garage and then walk home again. It's just such a tedious thing, you know. You get, I mean, it doesn't matter. Obviously, there's no time, but then I was like, should I wake up early and go home? But I didn't. I stayed here. I'm like, screw it. And then all day long, I was on with my mother's friend, Marilyn, who lives next door to her, who is getting this air conditioner stuff together. Remember, my mother had no air conditioning. It's all broken. The whole system's broken. So Marilyn's like, my mother called this place. They say it's going to cost a thousand dollars. No, ten thousand dollars. I'm sorry, ten thousand dollars, which none of us have any money. Um, and so then Marilyn says, "I know this guy. I got a guy. Hey, I know this guy. He's been doing it for years. He's trustworthy." And I said, "Let's just do whatever Marilyn says." And she put the works in. She's calling this guy. She's getting it done. We're going back and forth. She's like, this Rhoda can't make up her mind. And then she insults Marilyn by saying, well, I got to ask Gail. I got to ask Gail because Gail has degrees in the shit. shit. She has degrees in things. That's what she said. Degrees in things. Gail has degrees in things. Now, I've never heard of this woman, Gail, until this past week where my mother's been staying at her house when she has no air conditioning. But meanwhile, now she's got to ask Gail if she wants to do anything. She's got to ask Gail, Gail, because she has degrees and things, which is completely insulting to Marilyn. And the only reason she's not listening to Marilyn is because she's not Jewish. And when Marilyn and I talk, I said, listen, you know, I'm, please don't take any offense to this, but I know why she's doing it. It's because you're not Jewish. And she goes, well, I didn't want to say anything, but I know that's what it is. And that's so humiliating and embarrassing for me and my sister that my mother is so prejudiced or reverse prejudice. You know, I mean, this is insane that this woman has been taking her in. She's helping her with this air conditioning that my mother can't make up her mind. And I mean, I got the same problem, but she's got to make a decision. It's the middle of the summer. Plus her heating is going to be busted too. She's got to fix the whole thing. Here's the best part of the story though. When my mother was dating Al, the nicest person in the whole world, who's 
daughters had to tell my mother to stop dating him because my mother is an asshole? Because um, what other reason? Because be like, we want you to stop dating our dad because you're mean to him. You know, I'm like, who says this to an 85-year-old woman unless you're an asshole? And what, what kind of asshole, you know, is saying, I don't want to stay at your house because you're not Jewish. You fucking, Jesus Christ. So, um, so, so Al, who was the nicest guy, but a little long-winded, you know, like me, but all he would talk about is at least, you know, I'm 70%. Sometimes I'm very funny. <laughs> the Al would only talk about air conditioning, ducks, and cooling and heating things. That's all he would ever talk about. Well, we did this one job. I, I don't even know what he did. He would talk about the Air Force and then plumbing and heating all the time. So apparently he's the one that got my mother's last furnace air conditioner thing. He was the one. He said, go with this one because this will be good. When Marilyn said, I told her not to go with that one because that company was going under. Their products were going under. Their Freon was... She knew all the terms because I think she was married to another guy that did this. And apparently Al completely steered her wrong. It's just so funny that we had to listen to all this stuff, his air conditioning expertise, and he technically fucked over my mother, as apparently all men have done since the 1960s and left my mother in a financial strap. Meanwhile, of course, if she had married Al, we wouldn't be in this problem in the first place. But whatever. So now she's got to get this whole new unit and everything and stuff. And, you know, we're trying to figure out how to pay for it and stuff, but we have to do it. Um, and we're just like, why don't you just get some wall, you know, some wall units, but the community won't let her put in window air conditioners. So anyway, we got these guys together and they said, we'll put in, you know, at least put in some wall units for the time being. And they were going to give it to him for free before they can start the project. And they're like, well, the building doesn't like it. And I said, I don't give a shit what the building says. You're going to put those in temporarily. There's an 85-year-old woman in there with no air conditioning. The building can go screw themselves. So, um, yeah, so I find, so Marilyn took care of everything. Those air conditioners were in there Wednesday night. It was amazing. So we owe Marilyn big for putting up with my mother, who's completely disrespectful and... Uh, what do you call it? Non, uh, you know, like, thank you. You know, not saying thank you or anything. It's it's horrible. It's really, really upsetting. I got to talk to Gail. I got to talk to Gail. I got to call to Richie Diamond about my taxes. I got, I got a call from Richie Diamond. I told you last Sunday I'm on the beach. And he's like, yeah, we got to talk about your mother's finances. I'm like, who the hell is this? Who the hell is Richie Diamond? Why are you talking to everybody about your financial problems? What the hell is the matter with you? Like the whole community seems to know about her financial issues. No wonder nobody wants to hang out with her. Can you imagine? It's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. So at least Wednesday, everything was taken care of and I didn't feel bad. But then I'm like, you know what? I got to go down there Thursday. I got to see what's happening. And why would I want to go down there any other day when her house isn't air conditioned? You know, I don't want to be a dick, but as long as she has a place to stay, I don't want to go down there when it's not air conditioned. Meanwhile, I come in on Thursday. Oh, so Thursday, right? Is any of this interesting? It's probably not, but it's the the way we're doing it anyway. So Thursday, the paralegal that I used to hang out with, um, this girl from my old office, uh, came to town 
the one I tried to kiss uh, <laughs> in L.A. last time. She came to town and she's like, hey, I'm in town. See, so there's no issue. I don't know what that, that, that that's why the reception is. What's the matter with you? See, nobody cares. It's, you take a shot, you say no, then you move on. We're friends again. Everything's cool. Hey, hey, yo, whoa. So anyway, she comes back from California. She's like, I'm looking for jobs in New York. So, uh, you know, I by the office. She doesn't know. She doesn't know I got fired, which is hilarious. You know, I guess I didn't tell her. You know, I don't remember who I told who I didn't tell. Uh, we only talk when I'm there or she's here. So I said, um, eh, if you're going back to Jersey, I could drive you back. And she's like, well, you don't work on Thursdays. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't work on Thursdays. And, uh, she's like, uh, what about tomorrow? I can come meet your mom. I'm like, yeah, I don't work Fridays either. <laughs> I go, well, that must be nice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new, uh, thing. I, Cause I, I didn't want to tell her over the phone or whatever. I'm texting. So, uh, so I picked her up and I drove her to Jersey and we had lunch in uh north bergen or something i don't know i love going to jersey so i didn't care but oh yeah i was nervous about eating because then i knew i would want to my mother would want to eat and i'm like oh here we go you know it's just too much eating and i gotta be careful and uh then i thought we had plans late at night in the city again see this band with sarah and our friend heidi uh this guy will and he wasn't performing till 11 o'clock will schwartz he's really terrific and uh, so I'm like, oh, if I if I can keep eating like this, it's going to be a problem later. I don't know. So, but we just had some sushi. It was all right, and we had a good time. And that's when I told you know when we sat down in the restaurant, we ordered. And I'm like, so now I can tell you, yeah, I don't work at the firm anymore. Uh, it was really kind of funny, as uh, you know, it was an interesting story, and she totally understood, and she's cool, and and you know. But she was, you know, and like, oh, no, uh, I didn't realize I, I was texting people at the office like, hey, oh, no, Dave will let me in. He'll let me in. I'm like, oh, I'm not allowed near the building. Apparently, I'm such a liability. I'm not even allowed in the building at all. I'm not even allowed to walk around that block. I'm not even allowed to go to the Barnes & Noble next door. Jesus Christ. I got bl- I got put in that black book like in Casino. I told you this was going to happen. This is what Caitlin told I told you this was going to happen. What if, what if I wanted to go to the restaurant that happens to be in the Tommy Bahamas, that happens to be in the building. Hey, can't do it. Can't do it. They'll just kick you right out because you're in that black book. I warned you this would happen. Ah, well, I got to do something. That's the uh, direct line from Casino. It's kind of like that. You're not even allowed around the block. You're not even allowed at the Toasties around the corner. Anyway, uh, me and this girl went out to lunch. We had a lovely time. I dropped her off, and I went to Rhoda's. And I was right about to stop at the Meadowlands, but I didn't do it. Try not to stop there anymore. Kind of miss it, though. <laughs> it's so stupid. What's the matter with me? Oh, But I went to Rhoda's, and I'll tell you, the place right away. She's got two air conditioners, one in the living room, one in the bedroom. She's got a pretty big place. It was as soon as I walked in, it was cool. It was great. I'm like, oh, thank God these are making a big difference. Like, you know, as much as my mother's a dick, she is my mother and I want her to be comfortable, you know. Um, so I was so happy that it was all working. I think she was happy. And and then she's like, oh, we'll eat dinner with Marilyn and Aunt Judy. Uncle Bob will go for Chinese food. I thought we were going to go out for Chinese food. And I was like, <laughs> that's a lot of food. Um and then Aunt Judy texted me, and she's like, yeah, we're having dinner together. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, that's cool. I mean, it was cool, but, uh, you know, I just already ate, so I wasn't sure how to respond yet. And 
so I wasn't sure what time we were eating, but I found out it was about five o'clock. So about four o'clock, I texted Aunt Judy and I said, well, um, she's like, oh, I'll get you some spare ribs. I'm like, all right. And, uh, you know, maybe an egg roll. I also like, if you're going to this place, I like this chicken and shrimp dish they have. So, I mean, if we're doing this, so then me and mom, uh, you know, we just go to the bank because, uh, you know, we're trying to get a loan for the air conditioner. And uh, they were telling us how much we could take out. I'm like, you should take out more. And she's like, why? Because you want money? And I'm like, what is that? What are you, David Tell? What's the matter with you? You have no money. I'm trying to get you some more money. We're like fighting in front of the bank lady. It was like really funny. I'm like, everybody thinks I'm up to something. It's so horrible. Her and Beth and Atel, they all think I'm I'm scheming. I, I'm just trying to help them. I, I don't want anything from anybody. Uh, it's really funny that everybody thinks, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working a scam all the time. I, I got a plan. Like, like that. I'm so smart. I got a plan to to figure all this out on my own. I mean, how many times am I going to say, like, I am not bright. I can't figure out finances. Don't worry. I don't have any plans. I definitely don't have any long-term schemes. My, my only scheme would be to steal money and see if I can get away with it, but I wouldn't have a plan to do it. I may pickpocket out of somebody's, you know, pants and then see if they notice. That That's all I got, folks. So if you think I'm scheming you or scamming you, I'm not. Believe me, I wish I could cook up some sort of scam, some get-rich-quick money-making scam, but I can't figure it out. I can't even figure out how I'm going to get a cup of coffee in the morning without, I'm like, I'm like, should I go now? Should I go? Should I get a coffee? Should I get a donut? Should I get a donut? I really don't want to eat anymore. I don't want to eat anymore. But if I have a donut, it's a little filling, but it's all sugar. I mean, this is what I think about every day. I am not thinking about money. I'm not thinking, I mean, when I, those are the only things you think about at nighttime uh, is money. When you're sleeping, that's when you think about money. At nighttime, when you have panic attacks, everybody does. That's when you think about credit. What am I going to do with my future? That's why the night sucks. That's why the winter blows. Five, 4.30 comes the wintertime. You're always like, what am I going to do with my future? As soon as the sun drops, it's like a disaster for everybody. I don't know. In the middle of the night, that's when everybody, it's not just me. I know it. That's when everybody gets like, wait, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to do? That's why nobody's sleeping. Your thoughts are with you. You know, if you're in the daylight, the sun is shining. I mean, how many times we got to play that? Think from crimes and misdemeanors. The sun is shining. You're surrounded by family. Well, I don't want to be surrounded by family, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I hate my family now. And how mad was my mother that my sister didn't invite her to Dory's birthday? She was pissed. She's not just pissed. She was sad. She was really upset that nobody invited her because we were all there. She called the car and I answered the phone because I was driving them home because Beth and Matt were drinking. And uh, she was pissed because she wasn't invited. Can't blame her. It's not my call. Um, Beth should have told her, here's where we're going. I, nothing I can do about that. I don't know. So she was really upset, but don't worry. The same thing happened to me on Friday and I'll get to that in a second. Meanwhile, we go over to Maryland. We're eating at Maryland's. I thought we were going to the Chinese restaurant. They order from a different Chinese restaurant, which isn't as good as the one that I like in a different, uh, in a strip mall that we usually go to. And they don't, they didn't order me anything. And the mayor was like, Judy, why didn't you order many food? She's like, no, we got plenty of food. We got plenty of food. I'm like, well, she's, he's like, we had already ordered. But like I told her what I wanted at four. and We weren't eating until five. 
So I don't know why they needed to order an hour beforehand and why they couldn't change the order or add something on, but I guess she was stuck. No, 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 this is the order. This is the order. There's plenty of food. Don't worry. And I'm like, whatever. So Marilyn was pissed because he's like, why doesn't David have any food? I mean, there was plenty of food, but it's just it's just kind of funny that she w- wouldn't like, uh, I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, uh, so they're all yelling at each other. Judy's yelling at Marilyn. Marilyn's yelling at Judy. My mother's yelling at Marilyn. I, they're all yelling at each other. It's really funny because I'm like, okay, well, this is good because I'm glad everybody, no matter how old you get, you're still the same person. You know, so I'm, I'm going to be this way for the next 30 years. It's a fact. I'm just going to be angry and yelling at everybody, and you just go through these relationships. Now, you know, me and Atel will be yelling and screaming at each other for the next 30 years. Age has nothing to do with anything, which is why I treat everybody the same, whether you're 8 to 80. It doesn't matter. We're all the same. Nothing changes. I mean, maybe you mellow out a little bit. You're not as much of an asshole, but you're basically everybody is the same. And just because you're older doesn't mean you're still just not angry. And, you know, old people are always yelling at everybody all the time. But this was funny, but it was still a good time. And uh, and it's just funny to see them all yelling at each other. But it was still fun. And, the you know, I just had some, you know, I had a couple of spare ribs. And, but I had two egg rolls. I was kind of glad I didn't have the main course because I like eating multiple egg rolls, but you can only have two. I like egg rolls. I like New Jersey egg rolls. They're big and thick. I like those the best. And then my mother had uh, chicken and broccoli, and it was horrible. It was really bad. She even commented in the car, boy, that Chinese food was horrible. And she was. I have uh, footage of it, too. I can play it next week. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it really was um, not that great, but it was all right. So then um, my mother and I went to get ice cream. So I don't know what Aunt Judy's thing is. We're going to say we're going to go to Cranberry to have ice cream. It's this nice little neighborhood in Jersey. It's like old. It's like old. It's like it makes me happy. I keep thinking John Adams could have hung out there or something. Uh, you know, it's old, but it's really pretty and nice. It was a perfect weather day. And Andrew's like, no, we have ice cream at home. We, you know, we get we have ice cream in the in the freezer. We can just put uh, fudge on it. And I'm like, no, we want to go out for ice cream. That's the fun. Uh, you know, go out and get a cone. You know. And she's like, no, but we have ice cream at home. I'm like, who are you, Rhoda? What's the matter? What's going on? We just want to go out and have a good time. So I think Marilyn wanted to come, but I guess, um, you know, Rhoda just wanted to go with me. I'm a hot commodity down there. Everybody wants to hang out with Dave Jessica. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I'm a, a lot of laughs. <sighs> So we drove to this place, you know, I'm just trying to spend time, you know, so, I, so I'm not going to get uh, shit on later. Like, well, David just comes and leaves because that's what Beth, Beth hasn't been down there in like months. I don't know what her story is. She doesn't work. I mean, she works, but it's like, you know, you can still go down there. It's not like she has parking or getting out of the city issue. She should totally go down there once in a blue moon. Anyway, we got ice cream and uh, oh, the girls working behind the counter is so hot. Uh <laughs> But uh, we got ice cream. There's walked around this beautiful neighborhood. It was it was really nice. Weather was perfect. It was a very pleasant day. You know. Then I start getting uptight that I got to go back in the city, you know, and stuff. But I'm just hoping I don't got to do anything. And then I got a text from Sarah saying it's too late. We can't do it. I'm like, oh, thank God. Now I can just go home and concentrate on stuff. What stuff? I have no idea. Oh, I know what it was. Yeah, I had to go back. I wanted to see Audrey. She was coming back from Japan. So I'm like, oh, I got it. Now I can now I can go meet Audrey, even though I've eaten all these meals. But I can go meet her now because I, you know, she's coming back from Japan. She wants to see me. I want to see her. 
I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks. We've just been Facebooking. So I got to go back in and, you know, party again. <gasps> I know it's it's like, oh, tough life you live. But it's like, it, you know, I am almost 55. It's difficult to keep up. Uh, so I went back in and... uh I was hoping to meet Audrey just like, you know, I'm like, let me meet you somewhere. Let me meet you at your house. She's like, no, I'm going to go home and change. I'm like, oh, what do you, I, I don't want to go home. If I go home, I'm going to say, so I was trying to stay out and I just meet her somewhere else. And she's like, let's meet somewhere quiet. And I'm like, well, that's a good idea. But uh, quiet usually means expensive. That's not what she meant. But I'm just saying, you know, most, you know, I would usually meet in an Irish bar or something, but quiet just usually means expensive. So we go to, you know, my friend Lee's place and we, you know, sit down. You know, it's another hundred bucks. Uh, I know, you know, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be so Jewy about it, but it's, you know, I don't have a job, so I got to think about stuff like this, right? Get there, order a martini, because you know you want to uh, be a gentleman. And then she comes in, and she looks great, and uh, so great to see her. And we sat down, we talked, and had a couple of drinks, and she had already eaten, thank God, because I had already eaten two meals today already, two big meals. Um, so I definitely didn't want food, but she wanted nachos. She wanted nachos. And you can't blame her. She was in Japan the whole time. And uh, she's like, you know what I want? I want nachos. I'm like, I'm going to get this girl whatever she wants. Come back from Japan. The person she wants to see is me. I want to get her whatever she wants. So I say, you know what? I know a place right up the street. It's called Bar Nacho. Bar Nacho. Now, Kenny and Jody have taken me there before. They're like, oh, you're going to like the wings here. It's a place called Bar Nacho. The wings sucked. Kenny didn't know what he's talking about. I say, you know what? Go screw yourself. You don't know anything about wings. But you figure the nachos, because I don't know whether I had them or not, but it's called Bar Nacho. I see what time it's open till. It's open till 2 o'clock. Maybe it's around 11 or midnight now. Maybe it's 1130. We go into Bar Nacho. We're like, is your kitchen still open? They say no. And I say, well, can we have nachos? And they say, no. And I say, you know what? You guys are pathetic. You know why you're pathetic? Because the place is called Bar Nacho. Do you know how easy it is to make nachos? I know this because I used to go to a place called Tracy J's. Tracy J's watering hole on 19th between Park Avenue and Irving Place. It really was a shithole, and I believe it was owned by Tracy J's dad, who I think used to be a New York Nick. I can look that up, and I can't remember what his name was, but it when people would say to her and say her last name, she goes, yes, that's my father. He was a New York Nick, and I met him a couple times. He was a real character. I tell you, if you want to talk about, you know, prejudice and racism, and when I say the word colored people, if they're, you know, these are guys that I'm making fun of that actually use it, they're not kidding. You know what I mean? It's a colored guy. He's walking down the street, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's really, and oh. Forget him. But anyway, uh, but it's named after his daughter, Tracy J, who I met. I don't remember how I met her, but she was a pretty blonde girl, uh, really tall, and I guess a lesbian. I guess she knew right away. Um, you know, but I liked her, and I was always angry because she was a lesbian because, you know, I thought she was pretty. But we made out once, which was kind of sexy. And then I got mad at her because she was a lesbian. You know, she, I'm like, what is it? Come on. What are you being a lesbian for? What's going on here? Come on. Hey, hey, what is this? Come on. What are you going to be a lesbian for? Come on. Are you kidding? You don't want a piece of this? 
this look at this it's like crazy what, what does chicks have that i don't have what you talking about man it's cool man anyway we used to hang out a lot we go to the jets games and stuff she was a fun girl and she had this bar that she technically owned even though her father's owned but we can go in we can get free drinks and we can hang around anyway she took me downstairs one time and showed me how the nachos were made when people ordered nachos and it's just she took chips out of a bag she put some cheese they had a refrigerator she threw cheese on it and a couple of tomatoes and put it in the microwave no i don't even think she put tomato i think she put sour cream on. i don't know it took all of three seconds to do and then we bought it upstairs and we served it it was it, i was like that's how you ugh, this is disappointing you know i thought there was some sort of talent that goes no no that's how we do it so why can't a place called bar nacho just have like, uh, well, we have our late night menu and our late night menu is is nachos with cheese. I mean, that's all you got to do is the, the bartender, even if he's working alone, he goes in the back for two seconds. He takes a bag of Tostitos, puts it on a plate, throws some tr- shredded cheese on there, throws it in the microwave. Here you go. Here you go, fuck face. Here's your nachos. I mean, if you're going to be called bar nacho, you should have nachos up until the time that you're open. They should be serving nachos till 2 a.m. Those are the late night nachos. After midnight, it's only cheese and nachos. And uh, here's a side of sour cream, Jerkoff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can put together the beautiful nachos before midnight, but you might as well serve late night snack nachos. Your place is called Bar Nacho, you dumb fucks. Now, the question is, who gets mad at something like that? What kind of idiot gets mad at a thing like that? Well, your pal Dave Juskow does. He does. Because if Dave Juskow was running a place called anything with the word nacho in it, he'd make sure that you could have nachos at any time during the day. Now, this place is on like 49th and 2nd, which is ironically a happening neighborhood for some reason. And people are always looking for late night food. Why not stay open? You'll get some more late night business. Well, we don't want that kind of business this hour. Well, then I don't know what you're looking for. Your bar's a piece of crap anyway. You should be looking for that kind of business. You're in that neighborhood. It's a crappy neighborhood as it is anyway for late at night and weirdos and 20-year-olds. But whatever. We went right next door from Bar Nacho to the press box, and they had nachos. We got a full thing of nachos. Their kitchen was open. And we got nachos, the press box, instead of bar nacho. I went to take those nachos, throw it in the guy's face at bar nacho. I should have ordered another order so I could throw it in the guy's face. Would have, oh, look at this. Oh, we got nachos right down the street, bar nacho jerk off. <laughs> like he would care. Like the bartender, I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> Why are you so mad about the nachos? This girl just came back from Japan. She wants nachos, you dumb. <laughs> Who gets mad at stuff like that? No one. No one does. Anywho, uh, so we go to the press box. We have another couple of drinks, and we invite our friend Caitlin. You know, our good friend Caitlin, not the uh, the one who now works at HR and uh, you know with my old firm, but uh, you know, little twenty uh, three year old Caitlin. So here are my two twenty three year old friends I'm hanging out with, and we invite because she's going through a bad time. So we tell her to come down. Audrey's really nice because you know she could get jealous. You don't know. But she was really nice. She understands this girl's going through a bad time. So we talk her out of the bad time. And I think she was very happy that, you know, we got along. And then Audrey and I go back uh, go back to my place. We continue, continue the party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, 
anyway, uh, but I'm telling you, the next day, I was out of it. I mean, it's just too much, right? So the next day, I just did nothing. And Audrey left her wallet here, and then she was. I was like, oh, I'll bring it to you. Be the knight in shining armor. I'll come bring it to you. But then I found out she was all the way like on the other side of town, like Manhattan. I don't know. Was it 12 miles long? Maybe she was like six miles away. I'm like, oh, that's... Aha. <laughs> so, so I'm a dick, and I didn't do it, and I still feel bad about it for some reason. But she came all the way over here and got it. And you know what? All I had to do on Friday, all I had to do on Friday, I just had to stay here all day because I was really hungover. And all I had to do was go to see Billy... My nephew in his stupid show. Remember when those kids, him and his stupid friend, stayed over here and they were doing their musical theater nonsense? And that this was the end of term show that they were going to do. And I called Beth on Thursday. I'm like, listen, what's the story? With remember, it's four blocks away from my house. Four blocks away. And so I remember I said, what, I remember what I said. Uh, I said to Beth, I call. Her, I'm like, so what's going on for Friday? She goes, what? What do you mean? What's going on? You show up Friday. You know where it is. It's four blocks away. You show up Friday at the at the church, wherever it, this theater church, whatever it is. And I'm like, all right, fine, fine. We're all gonna go. And she's mad. She's just so angry all the time. Beth, she's worse than I am. I'm telling you. And uh, I'm outside with Audrey at six thirty, and I'm like, oh, I'll walk you to the train because I got to walk to this church. And then um, I get a call from my sister. You can't come. Uh, Billy fucked up the tickets. It's sold out. You can't come. And I'm like, you know, first of all, I'm obviously grateful, except. I'm already put together. I shout, I'm ready to leave the house. I'm outside. I'm, I'm walking down there. And then she's like, yeah, you can't come. And uh, I don't know what we're doing after. We'll let you know. And hangs up. And now I'm saying to myself, what? How could this, how could this have happened? That my mother came too. She came into the city. So it's my mother, Dory, Matt, and my sister. And they don't have a ticket for me. And I called Beth Thursday. I'm like, what's happening? You know, what's the story? I mean, she's like, yeah, don't worry. I mean, it was sold. Of course it was sold out. It's all the parents that paid $3,000 for their idiot kids to be in this thing. Of course they're going to be there. But, you know, and when we went last year, it was completely sold out too. I don't know why she wasn't thinking that. So, and what, you're going to leave it to Billy to do anything correctly? She's like, yeah, Billy messed up. Of course he messed up. Oh, I didn't know Uncle David was coming. Whatever, whatever the case may be. Why didn't she just say I need five tickets or whatever she needed. And why don't I know about it the day in advance? Because I could have gone to see Rachel perform a new hour in Brooklyn and supported my friend instead of supporting some numb nut who doesn't give a shit. And, 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 and she could have told me this way in advance. And meanwhile, I go home and I'm like, now what do I do? I'm just sitting around. I'm like, do I, should I order dinner? Am I, is that it? Am I meeting them after what's happening? I wait till nine o'clock, two hours later, they still haven't called. I'm like, all right, I'm going to order dinner. And then finally around 10 o'clock, they're like, yeah, Billy wanted to go home. I'm like, what an asshole. Like, it's not like I thought they were going to go out after, I guess. But I guess I thought since they dicked me over, maybe they'd be like, look, we should go out with Uncle David because he's here. Now, I couldn't care less. But this time they're four blocks away from my house. It would be like me not going to see Aunt Judy now when I go to see my mother. I mean, it's it's really uncool. You can't just stop by in the car for two seconds. I mean, I feel like Aunt Judy. I'm just like, you're all here. My mother's here. I want to see my mother. She's in the city. I don't have to travel anywhere. This is beautiful. I always stop by your house. Fuck you guys. God, they really are a bag of shit. That shows me and my mom 
They just want to have nothing to do with us, and I don't consider them my family anymore. I'm completely right on board with that. Look at that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I really just don't consider them my family anymore. It's real messed up. So there it is in black and white. That's the perfect, there it is. And Beth, what an asshole. I mean, then she just writes the next day, oh, Billy wanted to go home and Dory wanted to go home. No kidding. Those idiots wanted to go home. What kind of kid puts on a show if you're not going to hang out with your friends, then you go out with your family and you go out to get something. You got to do something. You're on a show high. You just decide to go home. What kind of, you don't want your after show beer? I know you're only 17. I'm saying in a, in a metaphor, what the hell is the matter with this kid? What's the matter with both of those kids? They're idiots. I know they don't like being in the city. Well, screw them. I mean, it's ridiculous. You, you don't have a ticket. I've been planning it all week. I know I got to go to this thing. I canceled a bunch of shit. I could have been helping my other friend support her instead of somebody who doesn't give a shit of me being there. That They know how I feel about it. They know I don't want to go to that stuff anyway. But I'll still go and I'll take up a chair and support them whether they're going to hate it or not. And if they don't want me to come, I really don't care. But don't tell me a half hour before that you don't have a ticket for me when I called you the day before and you gave me attitude about like, what do you, what's to know? What's to know? You show up at seven o'clock. What an asshole. Really, especially what she did at the Avita thing too, you know, like just being like, oh no, it's just you and mom. We all went the day before, let alone the stupid newsies things as well. I mean, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. So you know what then? If you don't want me coming to anything, please don't invite me anywhere anymore. Those kids are all grown up. I don't care. They either love or hate me as an uncle. It's over. They're all 17 and out of the house. Uh, you were either a bad uncle or a, or, or a great uncle, and, and that's the way it is. I don't need to sh- show my support to them at all anymore, except maybe giving them a card on their birthday, and that's, and that's the way we'll be from now on. I'll be the Uncle C of their fucking lives. I don't give a shit. Jerk-offs. I'm sick of it. I really am. You know, my mother and I were alone. So in a way, we, you know, that's, we have nothing. We have these idiots, but they don't want to, they don't want us around. Uh, I mean, not to sound like my mother, I do, but it's like, it's very obvious. Like there's no sympathy in it whatsoever. I mean, I know she knows I don't want to go. So she's probably like, oh, he'll be thrilled. But you tell me a half hour before and everybody's going and you're all in my neighborhood. I'm pissed. And no sympathy, no, no even writing back after I'm like, you know, I could have gone to Rachel's if you had told me in advance. No, she didn't even write back till 24 hours later. Oh, yeah, about that. But it wasn't like, I'm so sorry. You know, Billy is crazy. I mean, nothing. She's like, I'm telling you, she's like a robot. She has like no feelings inside, my sister. And that's what I have to tell you today. Now, there's some other stuff I uh, want to tell you. Um, remember we were playing, uh, so, well, I've been playing, um, I've been thinking about, I heard the other day, one of my favorite songs. I'm only happy when it rains.
I love garbage. I mean, I, I, I forgot about them, you know, because they were such a 90s band, but they were so good. And I went to see them at concert one time because my this girl I was dating um, was opening for them. So it was so awesome that I got to go and see them in this. Uh, I guess they don't have it. Maybe it was a Roxy something or whatever. And, you know, I was in the special wing, got so wasted. They were so awesome. That Shirley Manson is really great. And they're such a good band, and they have so many good songs. And well, the the bass line's unbelievable in garbage. Now, I always thought this was no doubt for a long time, but I knew. I mean, I knew it was them, but I get mixed up over the years, you know. But I love that. It's just through my head all the time. band too because you know uh, a lot of dudes don't care for bands with female lead singers there's they're few and far between that kind of rock out right i mean blondie and uh the pretenders uh but you know it's so it's it's very rare not to be sexist i'm just saying the way it is for uh to have a female lead singer of uh bands that boys like as well i don't think i'm being sexist i'm just there's there aren't that many examples um I guess. I mean, unless you're talking about a female band, you know, like Heart or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, they were just so cool, and she's cool, and she sounds good, and they rock, and they're cool, and they are and they sound great, and I just liked them very much. But <laughs> when I was thinking about this the other day, uh, I was thinking of Shirley Manson, and, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's some, she's some girl, you know, I mean, she's... Uh, She's she's badass cool, you know, She whatever she does, her hair and everything. But I don't know whether you know, and maybe you do, but she's very, I guess it's Irish or Scottish. It's the way she talks. It's her, Craig Ferguson. are you? Guess what just happened to me backstage? What, Lewis Black hit on you? No. What? I just saw Tom Selleck. Yes. Magnum P.I. Yes, that's right. He He's on the show tomorrow night, but he always likes to get here early. <laughs> but he, it, was, it was such an American experience. I couldn't believe it. It was so weird. I blushed in the corridor right back there. It was very uncool. But he sort of went, hey, and I went, hi, and I went bright red. It was so <laughs> Does he? I, I haven't seen him yet. Is he sporting the moustache or he no moustache? He looks so cute. He looks almost exactly the same. He looks so cute. He's almost exactly the same. It's quite an American experience stage. I mean, you see this. She's got the thickest accent I've ever heard in my life. You know, I mean, it's really, really thick. But you don't hear it in her music. We were talking about this last week. So then explain to me why this kid... <laughs> 
I said to myself the moment I saw your face, sir. <laughs> there's somebody generous and kind. Why can't he fix it? Sort of can make this world a lovely place, sir. Why is it only Jack Wilde who has his accent in songs? I never have had the knack to be successful. It's so awesome. My mother said I was just a bit of a dunce. But I got the feeling everything's gonna turn out right for once. I saw your face. That truly spectacular reminds me a bit of Dracula. Really <laughs> adorable. You gotta admit it's hard. <laughs> More than intellectual. Oh my God! Why? So how come he can't disguise it, but Shirley Ma- Manson can? Can you explain that to me, folks? I mean, what's going on here? This is the horrible song from The World Is Not Enough. I don't blame garbage for this. It's James Bond. I've been watching it nonstop. I don't hear any accent. The world is not enough for me. Pick it up. Not enough to... The world is not enough. I'm mad that they wasted a garbage song with such a crappy movie. But I was watching it yesterday. I think I watched it from beginning to end. God damn it. Damn you, Bond. Pierce Bronson is the worst. Meanwhile, I still like Tomorrow Never Dies. Now, that's a good song by Sheryl Crow. But anyway, why? Can, how come everyone else can cover it up? You couldn't. I would never know Shirley Manson. And I, and I, I saw a magnum. All right, I can't do the Scottish, but I'm just saying. How come if she talks? He's got a mustache, sir. It's such an American thing that happens to me. Also... <laughs> If she talks like that mess, and you got these two idiots on American TV, I don't know how the hell that happened. Craig Ferguson and this, and that's an American show? What is happening? And you can't understand a word anybody's saying, but in in her music, I hear everything perfectly with no accent. Yet Jack Wilde, he can't lose his accent. Why should he? The kid is adorable. Also, your face. It must be a little spectacular. It must be a little bit Dracula. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. You know, I was so upset before. Now I'm like really happy again. Well, why wouldn't I be? What's funnier than just what I just did? Nothing. It makes me smile. The moment that I saw your face. Hi. And he's doing a little dance while it's happening. That's the best part. He's doing a little artful dodger dance. And now here comes the big finish. Oh, wait. Oh. 
Uh, now, uh, now, listen, I want a medium-sized chuckle right here. Now, uh, just give me a, a big laugh here. I'm doing my uh, Annie Hall as well. I'm adding all the elements into one thing, because that is the Nightfly! Tuesday, August 5th, a week from, no, Monday, August 5th, a week, uh, and yesterday, a week from yesterday, when this comes out, will be my show at the Comedy Cellar with uh, Matt Richards from HQ, David Till, Letty Marcus, Gary Goldman, Gilbert Gottfried, and Yamanika Sanders, and myself. Now, that's a packed show. You're not going to want to miss at the Comedy Cellar, Monday, August 5th. After that, nothing is going on, and we're just going to have to figure it out as we go, I guess. And somebody, I mean, like I said, this week was such a did-nothing. At some point or another, I'm going to have to figure out my future. Also this Thursday, I will be judging Roast Battle at the New York Comedy Club. Hopefully with Yamanika, which would be perfect setup for Monday. But whoever it's with, it's always a good time. The Roast Battle, the one that Jeff Ross has created, but it's not the Jeff Ross version. Doesn't matter. Thursday at the New York City Comedy Club if you're in town, in the Midtown location. Those are the places I will be for the next week. After that, I have no idea. So that is the show for today. I will tell you that in the upcoming weeks, I will have some people on because I just need to. And, of course, we'll always have time by ourselves again. And... Um, yeah, I'll be going to L.A., and during that time, I may play, uh, I may do a little DJ session. You can choose to listen or not, but, uh, I like to go back to my old DJ ways and have a good time just playing some music and having some laughs. Other than that, I don't know what's next for the Nightfly, or me, or you, or anything, but we do know it's still a lovely summer of 2019, and I'd like you to enjoy it as much as you can. So I will see you all next week on the Nightfly as we continue down this road of joyfulness and just, you know, family issues. I don't know what else. I mean, what am I going to do? What else am I going to talk about, right? We'll see you next time on the Nightfly. Good night, everybody. Stupid girl.